Sabi Nation, uh, today is a special day. I no need to hail Mazi. I just want to make we just go straight to the point because we won't spend time here. We get some special guests with us. We be say we just want to sit down. We want to discuss one solid matter where we don't the touch light on our small small scenes. And yeah. that's now today we won't talk about that solid documentary with a drop for Netflix. Afro beats the backstory. That documentary, eh, they take and slam us bass bows. See, see, I sit down, me sit down like this, eh? I sit down, watch episode one to twelve straight, I don't get up. Hmm. Ah, yeah. my, I, my wife comes say, Where this is that? <laughs> your, said, problem, this your problem your problem is saying you too savvy. <laughs> my, my, my wife my wife they find me around the house where this guy did she, when she see me for basement i think around episode episode six now she comes to say now yeah you did what do you need to watch i said i did watch documentary i beg wait make i finish this thing shit now so she can't stand where she stands so she watched two episodes come finally come sit down watch the rest finish I'm telling you, the, the, the thing catch like uh, it catch me. I say, ah, now nah, come, Mazi. I say, Mazi, you don't watch Mazi saying day like episode 10. I say, watch and finish. <laughs> when you watch and finish, then we can't watch them again the second game. time. Now we say, we must find the producers of this thing. Say, uh, we need to bring them come here. Maybe they can't tell us, say, man, I will not do this thing like because it's too solid. Ah. It's too solid. Ah. So, Sabine, now, now one producer. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now one producer now and one, then you are the spiritual like producer. <laughs> <laughs> so today we get it's, the producer. There's one producer and an enabler. Enabler, exactly. <laughs> so as Sabination, I don't hear him. One producer and the enabler. We hmm. get today, we get Ayo Shunaya <laughs> for the house, and then we get DJ Abbas. Now they yes, won't so... tell us how this matter. Yes, world we famous. Now. Yes. Now, world famous. Now, world famous. Now, premium DJ Abbas. I think you put that premium for more. Maybe okay. you know yes. fight. Okay, God, 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 God bless you that for that premium. What you just had to. <laughs> so, yes, so, DJ as, Abbas, as, as, welcome as to the it. show. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. As I said it before, I didn't mean it in any other way as uh, apart from the direct meaning. When I say mm. I'm, I'm the producer and DJ Abbas is the enabler, you see mm. the enabling is the... You know me, I'm a background person. You yes. understand? Now, yeah. background, me, I, they, now me, they just tweak the you know engine room. Mm. Now, now, now Abbas be the face guy. Now he be the front of camera guy. So mm. it is. It, it has been true Abbas that I have been... Um, you know, he has enabled me to... Mm. To do what I do because I can't be the face, the back, the behind the scene, everything. Yeah. So the everywhere. Some, yeah, exactly. So by him very by him being very good on screen, mm. I don't have to worry about that department. So it, it enabled me yeah. to be able to do my best back in the, you know in the in the back room. And that's how everything came came about. Co- All those correct. things that you are saying, 60% mm. of it is because of the collaboration between me and Abbas. Fantastic. You understand? Correct. Correct. Did you have so, you so the blush? Enabler. That enabler. I define my voice. I define my voice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that word enabler is, mm. is very key. Mm. It's, not, it's, not, it's not negative at all in our case. 
Correct, correct. Oh, correct. Oh, correct. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, now welcome. Now welcome to how I am. Uh, so make we to so just you. kick the whole thing up. I know say I you don't ready the you don't ready the talk. So I could just push this question to you just to continue with okay. the flow. Uh, how una okay. take how una take enter this whole entertainment business because i know say from that documentary this small you talk about you being a lawyer and all that, how you take mm-hmm. decides to just go into enter, uh, entertainment fully okay not be many people know say everybody thinks say i'll be lawyer first but i'll be lawyer first though i'll be filmmaker first because i go film school before i go law school okay. you understand so now, after I go law school, eh, after I go film school, now I want to try to make film where everything no just balance, everything no, everything no click. Now I see make I just you know make I go get proper job, make I go law school where I mean they think say I go do when I you know when I did a small picking. So now from that law where they do sorry, now for that law where they do after law school, now mm. You know the feeling of that your love, your first love. Now you they do me say, make I try venture back into this film thing. Maybe, maybe things could be different. And lo and behold, that's why I start doing. What you mean this? Femi Kuti. I do documentary for Femi Kuti. After Femi Kuti, I do documentary for for K One The Ultimate. Was you in there? Now parallel, Abbas don't they do their own entertainment for Lagos? Me and Abbas never meet. For this time, but when me and my boss meet, he don't get set entertainment as a writer, as a music writer, journalist, everything. So he don't get that flair already. You understand? So yeah. me, where does he come back? You understand? Now God mm. say, make me and him join together at that point. So it's like that entertainment. He don't. He don't take. Mm. You understand? He don't take. So now, now the combination of me and him, now with the realization of this thing that you are saying now. Mm, correct. You correct. get what I'm saying. So you don't, yeah. you don't tell. So I know be Jay, I know be lawyer first. I be filmmaker first. So mm, my my correct. background is in entertainment anyway. Okay. DJ Abbas. Yeah. Yes, my te- brother. Tell us about yourself. Just tell us about yourself and how you self take uh, con the do entertainment. Okay, I this I go do very very quick um, summation. Mm-hmm. Um, music has always been something that's been a passion for me so obviously uh, they collect records through my brothers they were the ones that introduced me into music and then from that point i joined university begin the i can't become the dj where everybody they call for campus party day that time we we'll just record cassettes mm. uh, it don't taste small uh, every time i talk the year they feel like say i don't they too young but i go talk about the same <laughs> you know uh, and, and i did my university between 85 and 89 at, at what is now known as the state university but it was ondo state university at the time okay. so between yeah. that 85 and 89 now i begin they do I, obviously i don't know say i they enjoy this thing by 89 when i finish i can't fully join guardian i don't the writer from 87 i don't they be like freelance writer for the guardian writing politics personal entertainment and by the time I finished, it just took me on for full employment. I do. I did my service in Kano, was doing a bit of music there. But by the time I start for Guardian writing entertainment, I come begin to meet all the big, big artists there with because I do entertainment beats. And when you do media, you get access. So mm. all them events like that, they go just far. If you remember when Sashin or Peters been talk when 1990, near 1990. Mm. I was in 91 or 90 when he been winning Nigerian Music Awards. 
when mm-hmm. when he climbed stage to go collect the award, mm. he can't talk, say, because King Sonia Day was ill at the time. Yeah. So yes. when he received the award, he can't talk, yes. say, in which King Sonia Day soonest recovery. Soonest recovery, recovery. yeah. <laughs> I, recover, was recover. Sitting, <laughs> I was sitting behind him and Dele Mabodu that night mm. as a young journalist for The Guardian. Yeah. So I go, so all them invites always come our desk. So as I begin to enter, I begin to know the people where they, you know, matter near. But I was not still a DJ. I was an, you know, when I come London in 91, where I come wear the jacket of DJ, DJ. I don't get the skill already. So, but then London, the advantage we say, we were like almost like the first generation of Nigerian DJs in the UK that time. When yeah. we do, they do house parties, you know, mostly house parties and small hall parties. I begin to do that one from there. Oh, fast forward into the late nineties, I begin. I became a promoter myself. I did, this was this was before BlackBerry or Messenger, my dear. Oh. That time, <laughs> when we did, when we when we did promote show, now flyer or SMS, mm-hmm. you know, we did nine. We did do. Then I think I met Ayo in nineteen ninety nine. I was doing a venue in in um in East London called Moon, uh, Moonwalk at the time. And I yeah. remember the night we met because it was a mutual friend, Jimmy the Boy Hedega, that introduced us. Jimmy, yes. Mm. And that's how we met, you know. And him and his friend, Timmy, I think we tell, who is another enabler in this whole story, who just mm. come, they would, and they would come on weekends, you know, and we just became, you know, we just became pals. But at that time, um, Aya would go. I remember then he started filming the Notch Hill Carnival that time. Yeah. So he would go. That was a TV or filming was a new thing to me at the time. So mm. until 2003, when I just one day I did Western at the drive. Now Aya called me, say, Where are they? I said, At the drive, say, Make a, don't give me one address. Say, Make a come the address. Now I reached there. Lo and behold, now television station. No. Mm. He can't talk. He said, We don't get our own TV station. No. Now, to give you context, I need to give you context. Yeah. Now, when you come to the UK, you know, now we're in the social media age. If anything happens in Lagos now, in the next two minutes, we don't mm-hmm. hear, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So just to give you context, you know, if anybody, and I, I, I Lagos, I talk, I don't talk London, no. But yeah. in 2003, there was no social media like that. Mm-hmm. There was no television. In fact, we used to chase magazines. Anybody where they go in Nigeria, we'll beg them, buy city people for me. Bring oh. magazine. Yes. Oh. Bring yes. magazine for me. Bring video. <laughs> bring video for me, oh. Nollywood video. You know, mm. we'll go beg them to bring Nollywood video or bring... So that was just to give you context. So picture this. That will be, say, 2003. Suddenly, we are mm. now on UK television on Sky. And I, that's Sky, and I'd be like on a Comcast for America. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And this is... A, or a, a, direct TV. Or direct TV, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is a station... That was seen not just in the UK, all across Europe and Europe, in parts of yeah. Africa. Not yeah. so, Africa. Not Africa. So just to give you an idea the op- of op- the opportunity, opportunity it, of a lifetime. Of a, it was a yeah. massive opportunity of a lifetime. And I remember when I read it, I can't, I can't talk. Say we don't they play with that name intro all along. You know, you can't say that name. We don't they play with oh. Say we go do music show. I, I don't they look. Say okay oh. Now so we go do our more. I can't answer. Say who go be presenter. He said, don't find I say who? He said, not me. I say, Mike. I never, <laughs> I never do television before. I never be in front of TV before. I have no clue. But him and Timmy, they held my hand, you know. And like it is with most things, if you have a flair for it, once, you know, they, they take you through the rough, the rough guide, you know. And yeah. we started TV and that just changed our whole lives. You know, awesome. it changed our, our whole lives. And we just, we became not just Nigerian personalities, we became African personalities because 
um, platform became available, not just to Nigerians, you know, mm-hmm. all other Nigerians. Everybody, to to the everybody, whole of UK. you know, mm-hmm. and 19 years later, as I'm talking to you till today, till today, you know, people still come to my event and they'll say, ah, Omo, I used to, I'm from South Africa, I'm from Ghana, we used to watch the show then. So you can imagine the impact the documentary had on those who saw it then, who now are watch, who now were watching it again. Genius. Yeah. But my phone, yeah. if me, I'm saying that my phone has not stopped ringing since the thing was released, I don't even know what I would say. Mm. No, no, no. Me, I know, the, I know you know, say I get this thing from my phone now when they call a uh, true caller. True mm. caller, they show, <laughs> true caller, they show, num- they show name of name. Yeah. Where if, if I know, hey, if I know, if I don't load that person's name for my phone, it will show the name. Uh-huh. So the app will show, that's what I have now. I am seeing different, different names on numbers that I don't know showing mm. up on my phone. And I don't even know how they, they, they got my number. So I'm not going to say now, Mr. Godon, get another number. Because this thing, <laughs> at the same time now, good good day inside though. I don't get a couple of calls where they say, you know, it don't click. You know that kind no. of thing. But yeah. the majority of, it, majority of it is just unknown people who have money no. to. We're there on Sabi Nation. Another good be that. And we appreciate as we call now on a peak. And shout out to Ayoshono Iki yeah. who made the connect. Shout out to her. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, good so. friend, a very, very, very good friend. And um, yeah. she she runs this solid. I don't know if you've ever been to any of our events in the UK. She has this uh, event called Flower Chill Out. She does um, every, quarter, yeah, every quarter in every um, quarter in the UK. Fantastic the UK, event. Yeah. They've raised over 17,000 pounds for charity. Great yeah. event, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't attend. I don't attend one of her events, so that there we for even come become good friends as well. Hey, before that, uh, before that as well, yeah. Awesome, so, awesome lady. Yeah, Pete. Yes, very lovely conversation. Uh, Ayo, we never officially meet before uh, you you come the show, but uh, I throw a salute for you. I name is Agidigbi. I'm very very nice to meet you. My wife Simeka, meet you. Uh, she she's from the US. Madam she oh, she's from the US. Okay. From mm. the US. But you know, say <laughs> as, uh, as we did now, she don't turn full Ninja. <laughs> she watched the show, say, man, I beg, come watch the show first. From after the first Thank episode. Mm. After every episode, she asks me, say, they, they, they don't, are you satisfied? Uh, do you have any problem with it so far? I look, I look, I look, I say, carry on. Carry on, no <laughs> but in saying that, I get one question I want to ask. I love the background. Uh, yeah. DJ Abbas, don't give for, for those of that whenever I watch this documentary, you don't give Una primer from the beginning mm. of how it uh, how to attain it and everything. So we don't mm. want to give everything away. So me, me, I did do uh, art curation for for Miami, and I've been in this um, Afrobeat space, you know, with mm. art and everything, jollof and wine. So. I they very interested in I know say when things like this they come together, challenges they day plenty. Mm-hmm. So beyond waiting, we see for the documentary, uh, both the producer Ayo and the uh, super and the enabler. Harry enabler. <laughs> I want to hear from your perspective. First, we'll start with Ayo. And just give okay. us maybe like two for, for sake of time, short, okay, you know. Okay. Two okay. initial challenges in making this decision, making this uh, uh, documentary from the okay. beginning. It, okay, so the initial the initial challenge, as most things film or um, entertainment projects and stuff like that, is usually the 
the finance, the funding. So that was a challenge because what I did originally was approach Netflix to pitch it to them so that they can they can own it. You know what you, you know, so make, make them make them pay me, make a go to and then give them mm-hmm. their own content. Because nobody said I don't get money, but I don't want to risk that kind of money on a venture that might not, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like my yeah, wife gets it. Uh-huh. So 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 that was the first challenge. And to God be the glory, to tell you the truth, the way this thing panned out, I said, okay, let me let me use a little bit of my money. Let me try and shoot what they call a, what's it called? A, a proof of concept that mm-hmm. I can now go back to Netflix to show them and say, look, um, you know, since we didn't really feel this uh, pitch, let me show you some stuff. So it was in the it was in the in the middle of filming that that I went to meet uh, Boomplay that eventually now became my sponsor. So I wanted to go and talk to them because there was, I wanted to deal with, I wanted to deal with different, different facets of how we built this industry. And I use the word we a lot, uh, uh, inclusive, you know, everybody that had a hand in building this industry. So I wanted to know how, I wanted to deal with how Alaba not going to be relevant again. You know, say Alaba and they get stronghold on music before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Music distribution. Yes. So yes. Alaba not going to get that stronghold why? Because of the digital, uh, uh, whatever, the digital uh, streaming. Yeah. You understand? So I went to just Boomplay to go and talk to them and say, okay, oh, I want to interview somebody and everything. So they say, ah, what, what are you doing? I, I explained the project to them. And the guy, the, you know, contact, ah, so what, can we can we be part of this project? I said, how? He said, eh, we can sponsor. I said, no, can you give me an interview first? Then we can talk about sponsor later, but to God be the glory. That's what happens. So those people mm. gave me like the money to now say, okay, well, at least if I join my own money with their own money, I will mm. complete this thing. You understand? Mm. And that's what happened. So that was the first challenge, funding. And, you know, God helped me with that. The second challenge is actually music rights. Mm-hmm. You see, mm. I'm making a documentary about music. I have to use music. You know, if I'm mm-hmm. making a documentary that is factual about yes. music, so nobody say I go the reference say ah back when Oliver the Cook play uh, matrimonial dance you know that kind of thing mm, yeah. I, I, video, I go play uh, and mm-hmm. I play the video so that reminiscing factor self which has mm-hmm. actually become one of the key the in the key reviews yeah you understand so basically it was the music licensing and the music licensing I'm a lawyer I know how to do music licensing but I've only done music licensing to other people. I have mm. not been on the other side buying the music before right. because I, I have only ever, I have only ever, how, how should I put it, uh, been on the side of the artist as artist mm. manager, or artist lawyer. So mm. if somebody won't buy Wasu music or won't sample, they will yeah. come to me. I'll deal with mm-hmm. it one time. Another person come, I'll deal with it. I'm dealing with the same Wasu, but now I'm on the other side, trying to license music from pretty much everybody in the industry. Man. Mm. That's the biggest challenge, yes. even more than finance. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? To the point where that challenge dragged to the point where I, we had to even postpone the launch on Netflix. It was supposed to come out on May 27th, but mm. we finally got it out June 29th after we had used another month to quickly, 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 quickly clear some music. And some music mm. they, where, we, where we know even clear, we come out. Mm. That was the oh. biggest challenge. Music okay. licensing. My brother... I know say this is the first Afrobeats documentary and there's going to yeah. be more. Any other documentary 
following in the steps of what yeah. I have laid down. Mm. You have to buy that music. You cannot do documentary and not use the music. Yeah, you understand. So True. it is the music licensing that has become the biggest challenge in making a music documentary. And it is no, this is not only me saying it. Though. Any other people that are going to be doing documentaries henceforth, that is mm. going to be one of the biggest challenges because my eye don't see pepper. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Not only about, about the money. Not only not only mm. about the money. Yes, sir. Yeah. But Did you about say this song they important. You understand? Yeah, like yeah. You have to have it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bas, how about you? You get two what you feel share for us. Well, from your um, perspective. In terms of them, um, because I remember the first time he pitched the idea, um, Davido was having a UK show. Um, yes. His first UK show at the O2. Well, his, his first O2 show. And mm-hmm. um, that's a 20,000 capacity venue. And it lead up to the entire event. I had to bring him into the studio. You know the way it is with Nigeria now. Tickets were not flying out immediately. You know, but mm-hmm. with the show, they came to London to do the whole media thing. He came on the show. And funny enough, I think Ayo came in that weekend or the weekend before the weekend after. And we thought, you know what? Mark could go look, watch that video now. And mm. something happened that day. Because um, we've, uh, we've been in this thing for over two decades now. Yeah. And the, we were the first to do the first show in the UK with an Afrobeats act from mm. Nigeria. We were the first, you know, 2003. Tony Tetwila and Tribesmen, 2004, Idris Abdul Karim and Maintain. And yeah. the band was born in that tw- on that 2004 yeah. show. And JJC yeah. also featured. Now, and there was Solek as well. So, from that show, I and I now, because we did that together then, we now attended this 20,000 capacity show. And there's no way it would not just hit you that, wow, see that small thing where we just yeah. like play, play, yeah. do How's that time. Fun? See how far we've come, 20,000. And Davido came. And to even give you a sense of the night, you know, say, you go get the floor, the standing, and normally young people, they did standing. Yeah. And then the sitting, and normally the slightly older audience. So yeah. we, the OGs, they the sitting area. Mm. And the young ones, they for the floor. And I remember at one point, you know, Davido kicked off, you know, we do normally normal skelewu opening. Did yeah. the new songs and then now said, you know what? Let's go back to the early days. It can't drop Let's back. Let's play my first song. Yeah. It can't drop back when. I'm a dirty, you, know, you know, say all them kids where they the floor just they look. They don't know the song. Now mm. we wait there for inside the. Now we wait there for inside the, uh, the sitting audience. Now we mm. they rock the old school. Now we they dance, and I think that was that was when something sparked in Ayo. You know, and yeah. I just said, Abbas, I need to do this. I need to. Dude, I need to Afro. start it. I've been talking I about to, I, I need to start this Afro beat documentary. Like let's yeah. start you know, it actively. And and when you watch the documentary now, it's only when you can now start to appreciate the enormity of what has gone into it. You know. Mm. And I know in the whole course of the thing, you know, he would just normally call and say, ah, "Abbas, I need some photographs. So do you have any photograph with this? Do you? Because I used to keep photographs as well. Or do you yeah. have any video? Video? No, Ayo is the one that has all the footage. But then. He doesn't have everything. So there'll be and some... Do, this yeah, exactly. There. Yeah. Do you know, can you get me this from this person? Can you get me that from that person? And that was pretty much my role in there. And of course, from time to time, we'd always say... because then And then the pandemic came. And then you mm. have long moments of quiet. I'm like, Ayo, is the documentary still going on? Still coming out. Still, and people now, you know, people now be saying... People will now be saying, this is your documentary that you have been talking about since. You know? Mm-hmm. When are we... You know, it, 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 it will now become a, a joke. 
you mm. understand but it's 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 it, to endure that yeah. even mm. me even me i swear to god when i i only saw the extent of it when i first saw the first episode and i'm thinking there is 12 of this thing i said mm. wow you know mm. and it don't it don't on me and i don't think what i also understand from the cause i'm getting is um you see that nostalgic effect yeah. mm-hmm. like a yes. drug it's like a drug for everybody yes. 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 you know some people i saw myself when i was like 22 i saw an image of myself when i i didn't even know i don't even remember giving her that image i don't even remember giving her <laughs> <that> image. <laughs> I, I saw myself now and, research now, now research. Know, I, I, and then let me tell you a joke now when i look at the interviews i did 20 years ago mm. i realized that i now see how so much my sons look like me now Mm. they look like me then they look it's like i was looking at them then you know and and so it it, watching it brought so many different you know evokes so many emotions for different Mm. people particularly particularly those that lived that era yes yeah and and london yes Mm -hmm. on that sorry to interrupt you on that point that you even i know you said just two but you see those footages let mm. me tell you the first thing that happened when I first opened the box and brought them out. When I tried to play them, some of yeah. them, are, they, they, they don't get a dew mm. or whatever they call it, Muko. and dust mm. and everything. Mm. They were pixelating. If you guys know about film, when yeah. you start to pixelate, it will yeah. be skipping, it will be jumping, it will not, yeah, because yeah. they were tapes. And I had over 300 one-hour tapes. That's 300 mini, hours. Mini DV. Mini mm. DV. No, in different mm. formats. You know, say, uh, better come day. Better come day, day, yeah. Yes. DV come day. VHS day. VHS. Mm. I have to go and, before I can even digitize it, I have to go and wash them and mm. clean them. You understand? Mm. So, there's different, different challenges. But we thank God. But we thank yeah. God. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Awesome, awesome. Awesome. I look, uh, the first thing when I, when I come my mind when I see the documentary, the first thing when I hit me at the backstory, when I see that backstory, I know say, uh, yes, make I sit G- back because just G- day ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't say just day ground. But after I don't watch everything finish, the first question will come to my mind be say, okay, now nah, I don't watch the backstory. Front story good day. You get any plan to <laughs> to tell us the front story, like how it be now and waiting you feel say uh, uh, this Afrobeat go be in the nearest future. My brother, in fact, the question sounds funny, but it's not a funny question. It's a very, mm. very important question. And I'll, I, I'll tell you why it is very, very important. You know, you have just tapped into a, 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 a department inside my inside my heart with mm. that question. That's they, that's they do. So you see that first story. Let me tell you something. Anybody that does research, that anybody that comes and study Afrobeat enough, mm. hang with the people, move with the movement. Mm. Uh, write the books, listen to the music, vibe with the with the artists. Mm. Anybody in the world, home and away, African, Ghanaian, Nigerian, Oyibo, Indian, mm. Peruvian, anybody can write that front story if they do enough research. Mm. Anybody can write that front story. And I think that's what's going to be happening now. But you see this backstory, eh? now we get them. 
Now mm. we get them because I don't record since 1999. Mm. I don't know anybody where, even if you get my, uh, if, if you get the vision that time, say, make sure they record everything that they do, but you will be recording yourself. But you yeah. see with me, now what they do, they record, but I can't, I can't, God can't bless my life. So they say, I don't work with different, different people mm. at different, different times. And those times are the pivotal times in their career. Look at Abbas just gave you that a rendition of his first time entering the TV studio. And I said yeah. to him, now you could be the presenter now. You understand? And that brought out a new career for him. You mm. understand? And the, and the only reason why I said Abbas is going to be the presenter is he's just a lovable guy. Yeah, like Oshie, 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 you know, Abbas na DJ, the voice, yo, Abbas na, you know the thing say Abbas na DJ. So normally mm-hmm. DJ they day for one corner for the club where you know nobody they see the DJ but they, they hear the music. Mm-hmm. But that moonwalk, anytime where they go there, they go sit next to Abbas. Mm-hmm. So anytime when they play music, small we go just small. If I Abbas remember there was a time that. Music I said, make a plug microphone. <laughs> make a say, make a do hype man for Hype man for the side. <laughs> for the side. So I used to do DJ Abbas on the mix. You know, we used to, we, me and him just, so basically what I'm trying to say here is, you see those me- memories. This same thing, I'm, this story I'm telling you right now, I have film of it. We used to film. In fact, we did a filming at the birthday of the guy that owned that club, Moonwalk. Yes, Moonwalk, I did exactly. It, I did it like a documentary for him and I gave him a present. That guy was so happy <laughs> He was so happy that I actually made a documentary of his birthday party. So me, I've been filming. Back to your question, though. Let everybody from now be doing the front story. You see that back story? Now only people we did here, we get the foresight to they record everything. Yeah. So I did, I get season two where they come. Netflix, don't tell me, say, oh, guy, where this Correct. Season. Correct. So what you want here with that? When, 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 <laughs> when I tell you, say, I get 300, 300 hours of tape, mm. you understand I yeah. never even use I never even use forty hours of the tape where I get. Nobody say all of the three hours, uh, three hundred hours will be premium, but mm-hmm. at least I've only just used about maybe forty hours, like cut little cuts. That's season one. Season two, there's going to be a lot more that you will see stories mm-hmm. that nobody or only me and Abbas or me and Ayuanima uh, Shao or obvious you know only the kind of stories that me i can tell with them but the difference is i have the footage of it correct so that backstory oh now there mm. i would just do my name for that backstory i would uh, give and, you the gist from behind and mm. ayo you know say the the thing will make the backstory sweet whatever we say it just be like say you did a talk story and then you did show us the receipts see the thank receipt. you see the receipt you know so now the thing will make, we make the thing sweet whatever be that now only, me, now only now only me now only me get that thing you know? mm. the post. now only me get that thing where we say are they record purposely i don't know if you remember the part that i recorded uh, k1 the ultimate in the studio yes i tell my i i determine as he say that part and uh, that part uh, i go still ask a question about that part because yeah iconic moment yes yeah you see that part you see that mm. part eh? That was my first day of recording in the studio with Wasu. That was my first time coming mm. to Nigeria with him. 1999. Mm. We were recording New Era. Eh, no, Statement, <laughs> not New Era. We did New Era in London. Statement was mm. my first album with him in Nigeria. We recorded in a digital audio, uh, 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 analog studio. 
in mm. in a, a choreo mix. So you see, I was recording. I was doing long shots. I was doing a, a zoom in. I was doing. You know, I was filming already for for film. I was editing while I was filming. You mm. see that kind of thing. Now only me get them. Mm-hmm. And if I if anybody get them with one person or two people, now only me get them with at least all the people I've worked with in 20 years. Right down to the last person I recorded in the studio is a young 16, 17-year-old boy who is a producer that mm-hmm. I was working with from night from 2017 to 2019. The mm-hmm. boy's name is uh, uh okay, don't let me say his name first, mm-hmm. but let me give you the 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 songs that this boy is doing now. He is the one that did. Uh, produce for Olamide loading, loading, mm-hmm. din, din, loading, loading. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now do money no the Lagos, money no the Lagos. Now do that one. If I wait, I even give you the one with the out now. Now do I'm on Zumba by the way. Oh my God, that na, that oh, na so good. Now now the song where I the song where I play when I go drop my children for school. My daughter go to ask me, who be Zumba by the way? See history. So that boy's yeah. name. Prime, they call him P mm. Prime. P mm. Prime is the last person I recorded, as in like in my career, and that mm. that's the point. So me, I, I don't do this thing since 1999 up until 2019. Yeah, you understand. So the documentary is spanning. So I, I get backstory this 2019. I get backstory this 2019. Nice one. Nice one. I before before Mazi wait before Mazi uh, before Mazi taking question. I want I just want to tell you saying you see that that. Um, that clip of uh, was you where you yeah. go for that documentary eh? that yes. scene eh, can make me like i know because as a content producer myself and mazi i know mm. the hard work where we they put into even the smallest interview say we won't just interview person for 50, for 20 minutes i know mm. the kind of work scrabbling what would they do research and everything mm. I, the thing can make me understand the hard work with these boys all these artists and mm. all these musicians and the hard work way that they put into that mm. music. We could just hear the music, we go enjoy them. Sometimes some people could say, mm, I don't like that music or I don't like this music. But the hard work, eh, that clip itself eh, just show me say, man. And then the other clip of those, uh, when ID Kabasa, they talk, say people go come, they will sit down for granted, put mic, I just say, electric go to shock them. The hard work eh, where these people they put. Eh. So make, that, I tell you, make I tell you the clip will freak me pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter and Paul saying they will never split. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they say you can you divide. Have, you ask that question. You can divide two, but you cannot divide one. That one. Yes. <laughs> you ask that question. You ask them again. A quick, this sorry, one, this one quick, talk. This one talk. A quick, uh, a quick, a quick expose. Oh. I have just booked uh, uh, Peter and Paul to do interview for season two because I didn't get them. For season, season one, one. Two, days, two days ago, I just confirmed with them that I'm going to be filming them for season two, so we're going to have a lot of fun. With that I think I hear all this, all this review in a Sabination exclusive, 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 exclusive of Sabination, exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. yes, Masi, go ahead, yeah. Um, uh, Bros Ayo, and yes. uh. I know you brought oh, soon. I have my name, Omar. <laughs> <laughs> and our premium DJ Abbas. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's my belly is with me here. <laughs> what I want to ask? First of all, my first say to um, Ayo, you see, mm. this documentary we're gonna put together. So, 
He don't say where God don't destined and say you go do him. Because mm. it is matter what I talk so. If if to say it no go happen, you know go the keep all those your clips and pictures where they keep. Mm. Mm. Because it take person where like that kind of thing. Eh? To mm. to record something, go keep on for cupboard. Record mm. something, go keep on for carton. Femo. Mm. You know what like I do with this? Like you. I got one 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 I Yes, mm. I get cases from Jack. Mm. See, they for my portmanteau. Wait, they for, they for house. <laughs> <laughs> see, they for my portmanteau. Wait, they house. So, a person will like this kind of thing. Eh? Then they keep all those kind of things. And you see what the thing don't bring about now. Yeah. So, I'll go straight mm. to my question. The question I want to just ask very quickly, we say. The production of everything. Eh? How yes. long it take now? How many days, weeks, months it take now to take put all these things together? Um, in in total, the way the way the way I calculate it, mm. I calculate from when I started my first interview. Okay, do you get? I calculate from the day that I started my first interview and yeah. the day that I delivered it to Netflix finally. Okay, mm. and within that time, if I, I was supposed to have started April twenty nineteen. But mm. my mom passed away on April 4th. Oh, so I had to say everything. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, that's why I dedicated it to my mom. If you watch mm. it to the end, you will see that. That ending part. I wonder. I mean, yeah. the yeah. department. Now, let's have uh, yeah, okay, that one. Okay. <laughs> so my mom, my, mom, my mom passed away on April 4th. So, you know, everything, everything. We did the burial June. So I, I didn't start my first interview until like mid-July. Yeah. So July 2019 till June of 2022, that is three years. Okay. So that is three years that it took me. Now that three years, going back to your question by saying how many days, how many everything. Yeah. I every every day of that three years was Afrobeat's backstory for me. Even the days that I was stuck in Nigeria during COVID, during the mm. during lockdown, that entered my passport expiring, and then taking six, another six months. I spent 10 and a half months in Nigeria doing absolutely nothing in 2020. Mm. Because this is where, this is where the lockdown catch me. Lockdown, yeah. So, you can imagine, that 10 and a half months of inactivity, I was doing a lot of, in fact, God knows what they do. Because what mm. I was doing is, mm. I couldn't edit. Okay, so I couldn't edit. So basically, all I had was a pen and paper and well, when I say pen and paper, I mean it symbolically, like on my laptop. So I was yeah. now mm -hmm. plotting how to do this documentary when I eventually start editing. Mm -hmm. So for that 10 and a half months, every day I would do something. I would do, okay, I would record blog. I would do concerts. I would do this. A lot of the time, I would be speaking to Abbas as well. We'll be talking about mm -hmm. the documentary. I'll be saying, look, I have to do this UK. I have to make sure that UK is represented. I have to make sure uh, something is, I have to make sure Ghana is represented. <clears throat> Yeah. So I was doing the building blocks in that ten and a half. So I wasn't editing, but by the time I started to edit, everything yeah. was like it, it was just a matter of time. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? So the whole yeah. of twenty from December twenty twenty to say April of twenty twenty one, I had already done six episodes. So six episodes, but 
my distributor wanted me to show it the first two episodes just to yeah. ginger people that this thing that we've been talking about oh, even though it's not fully ready but let's yeah. just say it's ready so we'll do a premiere of just two episodes so on april 2nd of uh, uh 2021 mm. uh, i i did a premiere of just the two first episodes and i invite all these them netflix people amazon all these people to come and watch yeah and that was when we started having the real talk with uh what's it called with uh netflix, netflix. so don't forget netflix mm. now told me that if i can deliver a full season which is 12 episodes yeah. then we can talk and i have to go and make it 12 episodes by the time i finish that one by like august yeah i enter quality control again and everything i made the deal in december the film did not come out until june until now june. to end it from that december 2021 to june of this year that the thing came out i yeah. was still doing close caption i was still doing uh, audio re, you know because it has to be quality quality yes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they are not going to give me a worldwide distribution uh, streaming uh, platform if i don't mm. do quality boy I, it's like i went back to film school oh. I'm mm. going to I I I do online course again on editing. <laughs> <laughs> they, even I say things where I don't learn for long. You know, I graduated film school in 1992. Yeah. So things where I don't do since. Even I say, this editing don't pro, this editing don't turn into, I mean, do you know you can do all this live action editing right now? Mm-hmm. I have to be watching, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, short courses on YouTube. Yeah. So I went through everything again. To deliver this thing so when you are saying this thing just like uh you just said now that people don't see the back I, it's like i went back to school yeah. i have to do closed caption i have to do sound so people at netflix are telling me that this thing deserves a worldwide audience so you yeah. have to go back and make it perfect mm. even though we know everything that be perfect so that's the time it took me look at wow. it look at how it took me from that july of 2019 yeah. to june so that's it took me three years yeah three years of my life mm. wow wow but we, and, but, we, but we thank god yeah we thank god yeah. and 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 within that period of um of this whole production and putting everything together within that period yes. it gets any area we be say when i just sit down and say ah i'm gonna put this one cut and come out we'll leave this one we'll leave this one ah and, my brother and also Okay. And also, you get any other artist, maybe say una be try, make we see, ah, make we see what I will interview this person, most of meet this person. Maybe still una mm. try, 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 struggle to get we know mm. because of time or because of certain other constraints, you're not gonna make up. Mm. That mm. happened quite a lot. Okay, that happened quite a lot. If you know how close me and nice are mm. in real life, you will, you will be surprised that nice is not in this season one. Me and him just couldn't get to have a sit down the way we want to. Yeah. You understand? If you get time, it could be like, say, bros, you know, if you bring your crew, now make you just quickly. I said, nah, I don't want to do it quickly. Tell me when mm. you are. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. In fact, the same thing happened with Rugged Man. Same thing. Look, there's a lot of people that did not get, that I did not get to sit with. Hmm. and there's a lot of people that i originally put in but i had to do it for editing so hmm. whether or not i'll now find a way to put it in the narrative for season yeah. two you understand that remains to be seen and of yeah. course there's still some people that i want to interview, interview so yeah to answer your question 
mm. all those two things. The first one, which is the uh, person where I, where I, where I, where I no put or cut out that one uh, uh, areas will be so now cut out. Yeah, will be safe. No, I cut out. In fact, there's there's one particular area that I wanted to deal with. And it is because I have some footage, an exclusive footage of it. <clears throat> this is another Sabination exclusive, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. <laughs> you, know, say, <laughs> you see, you see, you, you know, say, you know, like I said, I, I deal, my documentary is based on departments. So my, the departments, and it's like a, 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 a leading title. Yeah. The department I want to deal with is beefs in the industry. Mm. Beefs. Which mm. it, it could it could be label against artist, artist against label, it could be one artist against another artist. Beef mm. don't they say now? So now they yep. get beef now. Uh, yep. fella and uh, Orlando Julius get beef now. Get beef, uh, yeah. You know, all this kind of beef. So beef is actually a, a constant in any era. You understand? Mm. Women they beef, you understand? They go say uh-huh. so basically I wanted to deal with those beefs. Mm. And the biggest beef, really, or the first beef of Afro beats that I that I think is the Rugged Man and Idris Abdul Karim. And Idris mm. Abdul, yeah. Now I have footage of Rugged Man. <coughs> Me, Abbas was interviewed. Abbas, do you remember that interview? You sat in the back of the car and interviewed mm-hmm. Rugged Man, mm-hmm. where he was just saying a lot of crazy stuff. You mean for, you mean for, oh, on Jabba. In street balance, on Jabo. You know, you know, you know, you know that interview is so clear. That interview mm. is so clear. You understand that I have it. That one self, the pixelation, no even day inside at all. So I have that. So what I did was, before I interviewed Idris, I watched that interview for Rugged Man, mm. and then I went to Idris out to interview him. And I interviewed him and I had me and Idris are close as well. So I had him already ask questions. I was asking him questions. So basically, not to give everything away, Sha, I was mm. I wanted to focus on that one. And I also wanted to focus on the ultimate beef, mm. which which was Idris Abdul Karim and 50 Cent. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. That fight yes. on, on that fight on the play. Supposedly. Allegedly, there's a recording of that fight. Yeah, correct. It is correct. sitting in somebody's, make it's sitting make in somebody's hard drive somewhere there. It's somewhere. <laughs> make, I just, make, I just, make I just end my answer on that note. So, allegedly, mm. there's a evidence of that fight. What chapter so, is into? <laughs> so, so, basically, you see that beefs? I wanted to put it in season one, but I thought, no. Let mm. me put it in season two. Because you know what? I want to go and interview 50 cents for season two. So make I get make I, I don't get Idris own uh what's it called though? Side. Idris own own side. Yeah. And like I said, allegedly there's a video yeah. that was recorded by another artist on a video, you know, allegedly. So that one day that all of you know I want to now sit down. I want to sit, sit down with 50 cents. Yeah. And ask him what happened. So I want to join all three stories together. Make we know, awesome. make we know what really, really happened that night. So that one. So it's something that I could not do in season one that I'm going to do in season two. Season two. Fantastic. Correct. 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 Like I, like I said, this 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 behind the scene footage that nobody has ever seen. Now we now me now, now my speciality be that. Now my area of speciality be that. So mm. as I they tell the story, as the people where they they tell the story, you will not see the footage. So, awesome. so no story. So no story. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. No one, no one exclusive tonight. 
The exclusive with the come. Now what do they do? Will they bring and come out? They go just they drop, they drop, they drop. Another one will still drop before we finish this. This this. Pete, yeah. So this question, I love. Say we don't go through challenges, and everybody knows. Say greatness takes time. Number one, consistency and passion. We've discussed all of that. Now we have all the ingredients and, and backstory. What's me they interested in? Eh? First of all, uh, Ayo, we will talk that uh, 50 cent footage uh, side side note. I'm going to give you some more context to, to move forward with that. But okay, okay, okay. I, I get two part question. Eh? And this one I will direct on to. Our premier enabler, DJ Abbas. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Abbas, you know, stay you now. So now you be you be pioneer for yeah. this uh, genre. We still they still they they mature. Yeah. Um, before we started this uh, interview, we had some uh, you know back backstory talk. Yeah, you know, as far as. You know, I, I loved your 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 sense sensibilities of where the genre they go. Mm. Yeah. So my question, eh, I'm bearing man a two part question, and they, and they ask him to DJ specifically mm. because you are very much in tuned with mm. what makes music. How do they move people? How do they move us? How do they influence us? How do they speak to social uh, issues and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. So my two my first part question now. What do you think, say, be the main ingredient we give Afro beats this experience that we go through now? First mm. part. The second part, bear in mind, and when they answer this question, I don't want to lead the witness part. Bear in mind, say, <laughs> <laughs> but our two part question, and the reason why I want to ask this question, eh, this documentary, me get, me, me get people with the many, many communities. We don't see them. We don't see the Afro beats they rise mm. from the American perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Caribbean culture, the dancers, the DJs, mm-hmm. the influencers, the promoters, mm-hmm. the guy men, mm-hmm. like us, <laughs> where, they, where, they, where they go tell DJs, say, if you're not playing, y'all go gas. We're we not going to put you for, <laughs> we're not going to put you for Sabination. We're not going to interview you on the bully them. No. I know now. <laughs> this culture to move as it is, so people yes, beyond, far oh, beyond, yes. maybe it's an ecosystem. unknown. It's an ecosystem. Yes. Yeah. After the artists don't put in the work. Everybody go, con different people, and then them beats. how the acceptance did it happen? So my yes. first part, as you, as you catch up, now, what do you think say be the main ingredients mm-hmm. will lead to this Afrobeats rise? Mm-hmm. And which groups, if you had to maybe part two for this one, they come up now, whatever, which mm-hmm. groups go there in our mind? That second part, now you and I will share that answer. Which groups do I think say they pivotal in influencing this culture and taking it to the next? We don't bring them to where it is now, Grammy Award winning, even though they don't give us. Uh, they not put essence for the category we supposed deal because that was mm-hmm. the so- absolute song of the summer. I can attest to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where wow. they now and where they go? 
Bear in mind the dancers, the 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 DJs, the influencers, the guy, man, everybody, everybody. DJ, yeah. floor okay. is yours. Okay, now first, um, first and foremost, let's talk about the name Afrobeats. Yes. Yeah. You know, say, um, now two kind Peking they day. Peking where we say you born, now you're Peking, and on the day you born up, you give a name. Mm-hmm. There's some Peking good day where you go adopt. Yeah. Maybe say maybe then find them for road for somewhere mm. they don't know who him be mm. and I'll just bring and come and I can't give a name. Mm. Now, I'm a piano now picking with them born. Yeah. They know where them born am. Mm. The people where born them now then give them that name. The name. But Afro beats now like picking with them find. Because that name Afro beats did not emerge in the territories that those songs were being played, that genre was being played. Mm. Mm. And those that, that genre, because Afrobeats originally was actually like a multiplicity of genres. Yes. So when that name emerged in the UK, and that is where it emerged, Afrobeats with yeah. an S, when it yeah. emerged in the UK, it emerged to qualify these African pop tunes that were popping all around the UK that mm-hmm. did not have an umbrella title. Mm-hmm. So in Ghana, it was hip life. In Nigeria, we they call it Niger hip hop or Niger pop. You know, yeah. in Tanzania, they will call it bongo music. In South mm-hmm. Africa, they call it kwaito. Yeah. But all them genres now fall under what now became Afrobeats. They were like all adopted titles to fall under the umbrella name. So, we must first bear that in mind. It's now great that it is now being accepted. But mm. there was a serious resistance against that name, particularly from Nigeria and Ghana when that name first emerged. Mm. It's still there, Wabas. They, no, they, even, even you, you, did not, you, you were not down with the name originally, if you remember. Yeah. They didn't yeah. like the title. Me, I no care. Me, I just know, say, at least make this thing get name. Mm. That was the only thing that mattered to me. Say, look, me, at least name done day. Because if you speak with any DJ, right? Speak with any DJ. When we do our mixes, right? And you want to load it onto all kinds of streaming platforms, maybe Mixcloud or Soundcloud. Mm. Even till today, when, you, are, yeah. when you want to put your... There is no Afrobeats in Soundcloud. Mm-hmm. It is still not as accepted as a, as a clear-cut genre. Right. So while we are excited about where we are, we still have a way to go, you know? So, the Afrobeats name emerged, like I said, because mm. even when the Afrobeats name emerged in the UK, there were just a handful of artists in the UK that were performing Afrobeats, but they were there. But it was mostly to put the African pop under categorization. And that's number one. Now, what makes a song Afrobeats? I always ask that question. Is it the beats? Is it the lyrics? Mm. Is it production? Is it language? If you look language now, Yoruba has um, an advantage. Yeah. Because the the biggest market for Afrobeats in Africa is still Lagos. Lagos. Yeah. And in Lagos, True. Yoruba is a lingo. So yeah. when you look at artists like P Square, you know Yoruba and Pigeon. You know, they yes, come, exactly. Yes. You know, exactly. Now if we look looking at Lagos, you realize that Peace Quest started dropping songs where they have maybe they they won't have an entire verse, but they will have a hook a hook line in Yoruba, 
Mm-hmm. They'll drop a hook line here, drop a hook line there. And if we were even going to talk on an episode of this show about the role of Yoruba in Afrobeats, one mm-hmm. and a half hours no go reach. Mm-hmm. Because now you are seeing um, Burner Boy now. I don't know if you saw that skip by that West Indian guy who was saying that, you know, this I'm Burner Boy, him doing this song, you know. We don't even know what him saying. Yes, you know? I see that. Yeah, I don't see that clip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, but the guy said that, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go learn, I'm gonna go learn Yoruba, Yoruba now, you know. Now, it's it's and this is the beauty of how music blows out. And it's not new. When we adopted Makosa in Nigeria, we don't know what you could feel Lumi did they talk now. No, you're the dance yeah, they, go. they talk now. I will you're the dance they go. But with the flow, you yeah. get it. We are now doing that with Afrobeats across the world. So, in answering your question, what makes an Afrobeat song? The way Nigeria would define it would be different from the way the new ears in America would define it. Do you get it? Because yes. is it a I want to go and show you? They mm. don't have a clue what it means, but it sounds freaking nice. Yes. Yeah. Do you get it? And it I has now, now, you know, it has now become an <clears throat> element. So don't be surprised now if more and more artists that are looking on the international scene now for Afrobeats now start to deliberately now infuse more Yoruba because not because um and this is not an ethnic thing it is just what it is right now with Afrobeats you get or it? at least pigeon because that's what Ed no. Sheeran is and, doing and with, exactly. uh, with, with, with Fireboy and, and pigeon do you get it mm. so what makes an Afrobeat song is a very very difficult thing to say um um with the, with the back the, with the backstory the five beat pattern came up but not every Afrobeat song has the five beat pattern mm-hmm. but True. it's a common thread that runs through a lot of them True. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so so what we we can have, we can have identifiers, we can have markers that work. Okay, the language is there, the five beat pattern is there, all the beats, all the prerequisite production. You know, we can have an ensemble of all those elements. As okay, these are what this is what will make look, you know, an Afrobeat song. Because for me, remember me, I'm first generation Afrobeat DJ. Mm-hmm. I'm first generation Afrobeat DJ. Actually, so, yes, actually, so I can yes. I can yeah. dig it from anywhere. But the new younger DJ that is coming in, particularly the diaspora ones, he will be following the lead of what everybody is doing from back home and the charts. That's the difference. Yes. But we, we know RCB. We know where we go dig. So I fit in, in the same mix, I can go and bring Nigaro. Yeah. You, you know that kind of thing? And yeah. we're in the, the flow. Oh, and, 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 and I can, you know, God bless you, JD. And, I, and we can drop it. In I learned it. I learned it. I learned it from Ill Bliss. You know, when exactly. I was interviewing him, because you know, he mm. said the title, and I'm thinking which song is he saying? I found I found one. No, that yeah. is a fantastic. That you know, makes... fantastic jam. Yeah. You know, so so it, 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 there are many identifiers for Afrobeat. Now, your second question, please re- re- juggle my mind again. Your second question. Oh, uh, my what second area, question. What to... area do we need? What we are do, do uh, 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 that we we have not touched that we could touch in this uh, the industry, Abi? Is and that who, is that who, what the question was? Yes. Who who are the who are the, the different key uh, uh, players where they drive the music? And what correctly. comes to mind is like DJs, the dancers. Oh no no no! Let me let me let me the producers. Let me. The producers. Okay, you producers. Yeah, yeah producers. for me for for me, you see. It first starts yeah, we'll from to creating the beats. Mm-hmm. It starts with the producers. 
I was watching a clip where uh, what Mastercraft was mm. explaining what goes into cooking the beets. Yeah. And everybody here is Nigerian. So I can, you would understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I don't know if you are aware with this culture in Lagos. And this is also a very Yoruba thing, but I'm sure there's an Igbo or a, 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 a version from all the places. When you hear Ebenezer Obe or Sonyade, but the people they put a, vo- a voice behind the instrumentation yes it happens everywhere yeah. yes that, so that culture parody parody that's what it so, is parody. so when when you look at that culture that culture transpired now now going to the studio when all those producers because remember all this virtually 99 percent of the producers they are not formally trained uh, producers so mm-hmm. they just picked up the stuff and they start to you know work around it and the guiding force was all the existing beats and the sound that was there and so when i was watching mastercraft say that mastercraft would say like he may not be timbaland though yeah all the you both them have this format that they follow but the African producers don't have that format. Of course, you arrange mm. your in bars, you know, even four bars or eight bars or 16 or bars or whatever. Bars, yeah. yeah, you yeah. do that one. But in terms of how you lay the beats, what you drop in, they don't have a format for that. They pretty much almost like follow the spirit. Yeah. The producers are so key. They are just beginning to get recognition for what they've been doing. Mm. They are just so, beginning uh, to get recognition. Because, yeah. and let me add this very, very quickly. Yes. To show you how how bad I feel for them. The percentage of artists who are really, really true performers are less than 5% in Afrobeats. Most mm. of them are recording artists. But when mm. they get on stage, you see that it is that same work that the producer did that they still take on stage. You hardly hear them or they just mime on top with the exception of just a handful. Yeah, true. true. It is the producer's work that you see here on stage. And you really see the artist just go there, maybe he shouts one, two, three, four, or just tell the audience to sing along, or you know, very few come on stage and put a rework, e.g., Bonner Boy. Go yeah. and listen to, every time I watch that transition between kilometer and killing them. My, oh. my, my body, my body, my body, my body goes into shot every single oh. time I watch that. Oh, ah, Every <laughs> single time I watch that scene. It does my mind in because mm. he has given us something that is not on the album. You see, uh-huh. but all the other acts just come on and they just roll. So for me, I think the producers are be- because they are the ones they are actually create the ones creating the beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Afro beats. beats. I, I, Afro I, beats. For me, oh, yes, producer yes. first, you know, and then in that order, they the artists. The DJs are very, 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 very important yes. because, um, and I pick the the club DJs and the mobile DJs ahead of the radio presenters because DJ we no get payola, mm. right? We know they do payola. We like and we roll it. If we know we know like right. and we know play. Right. You know that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So and I don't think perhaps until recently we need to get recognition that kind of recognition as well. Right. Mm. You know, only a handful of us, and I can say I've been one of those as well. The likes of Jimmy Jack, but we are not the only ones. Yeah, right. Thousands so, and thousands of DJs out there rolling with him regularly. Yeah. Thank you, DJ. I won't. I won't go to Ayo for that second part. 
Are you? Okay, that's 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 second part. Producers, first. You, uh, I want you to talk about the Caribbean community I and mean, where you get any, any future plans for the okay. upcoming. I hope say the season not going to end. Say maybe go receive on season five, self. <laughs> because all that, all those footage, you'll be archivist. Now I go call you. I will be archivist. I have, I have, I have intentions to to do a season two, and I am going to do it because I'm a spy in the contract. So I'll go to season two. After that, I will see who, if anything comes up. So I might just do a spin-off, not necessarily season three. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I can maybe focus more on. But let me quickly answer the question about what I think is needed. I will go more. I will, it, it, about said the producers, I will say uh, the executives. So when mm-hmm. I say the executives, there are some so that so that you see all this work and this recognition on a global mm-hmm. level, it should be on par with their counterparts and their colleagues. Yes. Is Justin Bieber. You understand? Yes. So don't pay Justin mm-hmm. Bieber a certain amount of money or value his catalog at a certain amount, and then even though it's still a high amount, but it's still different from say a Bonner boy or a whiskey. Do you get what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yes. that parity. Mm-hmm. We need more Nigerian African executives in those Sony, Universal, Warner Brothers, uh, Gresham Music. You know, I, I'm throwing all these names out now because it's just mm-hmm. people that I've been dealing with since in music licensing. So right. basically, what they do, what they do is like I'll tell you the, the disparaging, disparaging uh, publishing fee for for say for say a Nigerian artist. And mm. a foreign artist. So let's say, for example, Nas, or oh, don't, don't let me use real figures because it's confidential. Okay, so let me yeah. say an American artist, an American rapper, that I usually pay one thousand five for his publishing, just to use thirty seconds of his song. Mm. For Nigeria, they will now not that I want to pay the money, but you will now see that the money is like maybe four hundred, five hundred, which is mm. fine. I will pay it. I will gladly pay it because mm. it's a major part of my music licensing. But the thing is. The, the, going back to my answer, the executives, we need representation that even if a, an American rapper is getting 1,005 or 30 seconds of his uh, music publishing, mm-hmm. at least make Bonner self the... Okay, don't, let me use Bonner again. Don't let me use Will. Let Nigerian artists be at least be getting close to that. The top one. There's something, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something they call uh, M, MFN. Um, maybe I'm going to be too technical. MFN mm. in publishing means most favored nation. That means mm. if you are writing your publishing uh, contract or you are licensing a song, always say most favored nation. So if you are paying this amount of um, uh, amount for somebody, at least you must favor that amount. Mm. So the money should not come down. So we need executives that are going to be in this music publishing. So the next thing, they are there. Bonner is there. Whiskey is there, David is there, they are doing Justin Bieber, they are doing Madonna, they are doing all these things. I now want equal pay, if you get what I'm saying. Yes. And that can only come if we have Nigerian executives <coughs> that are penetrating. So not everybody will be star, not everybody will be right. manager. We need a Nigerian person in, you know, high up diversity. In maybe Sony. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, but that one is not going to happen overnight. They have to right. earn our trust, or we have to yes. earn their trust. Either way, she should understand. So basically, the next thing I want to focus on now is the edu- educated guys, mm. the, the lawyers, push them into entertainment law, let them take six-month courses, 
and uh. enter all these them Sony and you know. So in the next twenty years, they're going to be equal pay for all artists because we don't do the same now. Anywhere mm. we Ed Sheeran play, uh, Fireboy they play. They play. Anywhere we burn the uh, hey, we don't they, we don't they close. We don't they uh, fill out, the uh, sell out uh, Madison Square Garden. Right. You yeah. understand? So maybe you know they, in twenty years time, maybe they happen now, but in twenty years time or even ten years, maybe you know they hear say Madison Square Garden pay uh, one person two million to right. come and perform. But an African artist now, they will now pay him six hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my next thing now is the executive and the inner workings of music publishing of Afrobeats. My journey is not. My journey is continuous. So mm. that's my own. What was the question you were asking me before I wanted to quickly say that about executive? Caribbean. Another I, say, I, say, I say for your... For, yeah. Caribbean, we're going to Jamaica for season two because you know what? You know what? We are very similar. If you remember episode 12 when I talked about... Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that... No, 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 the guy that... Uh, no, the guy that produced uh, already for Beyonce. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. What did they call themselves? Worship uh, Fire and Deep Blue. And uh, what did you call them? Major Lazer. Major Lazer. Major, major Lazer. Yeah, Major Lazer. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you see, Major Lazer, uh, their, their thing is world music. And I say world mm-hmm. music because anytime music is good somewhere, Major Lazer will just go to that country and go and jam and vibe with whoever it is that is raining in that country mm-hmm. and they themselves. They make an album out of it. Yes. They will now go everywhere. Major Laser now have done at least maybe two albums that is solely about, not solely, but that is mainly, uh, majorly about Afrobeats. Mm-hmm. They love it. They love it. And I'm not saying Diplo is a pure white boy from only God knows, somewhere in Texas or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Worship Fire, Worship Fire's grandfather is from Ghana or grandmother. I'm not yes. too sure. But he has grandparents in Ghana. Yes. And the other part is American too, but the other part of his heritage is Caribbean. Yeah. So this guy has Ghanaian, West African, he has Caribbean. That's Afro beats right there. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So the 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 Afro reggae or Afro dance hall type, which people like the mm-hmm. Timaya, Pato Rankin, uh, they're not doing reggae like but, um, uh, that is Shoki that they do that time. Mm-hmm. You know, they do, uh, that is do but they're not talking about Raski Mono reggae. They're not talking about the uh, right, right. reggae. They are they're talking dancehall, Timaya, Shank, uh, uh General Pipe, Stone Boy from Ghana, all these people. Yeah. You see, that is a big, big, big department that I, I did not touch fully yeah. in season one. I mm. definitely want to touch that. So definitely, when you're talking about Caribbean, that they go Jamaica. When they go Jamaica, you go sit with people. I want to see how people dance to Afrobeats in Jamaica. You get what All I mean? over the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah, I want to use my eyes. See, um, you understand? They love our music, oh, as we too love reggae yeah. here. And yeah. Song. But yeah. I want to, and if I can get, I want to go and meet people like them, Sean Paul, when he did a song with, uh, not Sean Paul, Demian Mali. When he did the song with uh, uh, uh Cage in Major Lagos. Yeah. 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 So those are the kind of things I want to now. I want to see how Afrobeat really is affecting, not affecting, or impacting, impacting the music yeah. scene. Okay. The music scene okay. of other countries because America already Afrobeat don't they impact. We don't they change jam, don't they change jam well, well. UK after that, UK is Afrobeats. Because mm. you get 
UK is Afrobeat. In America, Afrobeat is having the hardest impact right now. And if it's hitting in America, it's going to be hitting everywhere in the world. It's yeah. going to be hitting everywhere in the world. So I want to go and see what, how it's hitting in Caribbean because we're very yeah. close. Our music right. is very close. A lot of drums, a lot of bass. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Cor- correct. Um, okay. So, uh, Sabination, when I, when I say, we just come here, just relax, get this discussion. This will be our longest episode so far. Uh, yes. yes, this will be our almost longest almost episode almost so far. Yes, sir. Even, <laughs> even, exclusives. even if not three hours with day year and now our <laughs> longest episode and our episode, we don't get too many, 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 many exclusives. So, yeah. Sabination, uh, this now on Sam and we deal with Ayoshonaya and DJ Abbas and we talk about the the solid world class documentary oh, Afro- boom get documentary oh, boom get, <laughs> yes boom get documentary <laughs> on top netflix where they call afro beats the backstory and on adon the year say front story goes still day so now there we day now we still talking about this matter i get two questions one will go your side aisle and one will go dj abbas the one way will go your side aisle say uh this one of the things where I don't see, and one of the things where it make me happy, and you don't answer this question before now. The fact say when I did watch your when I did watch this documentary, I see say you get sponsor, and then mm-hmm. I one thing where I know say then I want challenge where I know say you know say why I know say the music industry, especially for Nigeria, don't get in the past this kind mm-hmm. of sponsorship. So my question is, with regards to sponsorship now. Why it be say sponsorship always there be problem, especially when it comes to promoting and all those things? Is it my mind they always they go say maybe not because uh if for instance if somebody won't sponsor you, maybe they won't kind of tell you the kind of content, just like home video, for instance. Now the home video where I hear one time say if somebody won't bring out money for you to do things, they go come they tell you say don't like this, don't like this, no, don't like this, no, do this one. You get to follow their own pattern before you go get their sponsorship. So my question mm. is, say that one, that kind of thing affect Afrobeat in any way? Where we say sponsorship, one kind of dilute the music. I don't, I want make this music they commercial. I don't want make it just be say uh, you just they sing uh, solid music because it won't be like say most of those music we really hit them to push this beat all over the world now. At one time we come the yell this raga 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 jaga 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 freestyle 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 for studio, but mm-hmm. the beat itself. Now they carry I'm not really the lyrics. Of course, of course. Of but course, now, yes. now we they see beats, we they see lyrics, we they see all those things. So, which what will be the impact of sponsorship for the uh, um, for the music industry as far as this Afrobeat, the rise of Afrobeat goes? Then for DJ Abaz, uh, what will be the pitfalls? Because anything will go up must come down. Right now, Afrobeat they there. And I know say still go up, but what will be the things we say we get to look out for so that this whole thing will just come down? We could come talk to something we say people know really they uh, go for it again. Okay, so, so I don't know. Okay, I, I, I will go first, Abi. Yes, I. Okay. 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 Sorry. So what you are calling sponsor, mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm glad that you used the Nollywood uh, uh, example. example. Uh, what they call that sponsor here, uh, then is what we call well, it's still sponsor because that person will carry money called nine the sponsor here. But mm. this investment now, investment in an artist is different from investment in a label. Mm. 
So if you're investing in a label, you are building a machine that would, you know, they have different departments, blah, blah, blah. Now, you see there are some people that invest in an artist. So I'll be your, I'll be your sponsor. <laughs> I'll be your backer. You understand? Mm. And you'll just be doing it. So even if you go join label, we go, we, we, Nadia, you go blow. I go still there with you. They, they still collect. Mm. And, I, and I believe I touched on it in the documentary when I talked about uh, Yahoo Boys. Yahoo mm-hmm. Boys music, like a lot of a lot of them like to put the money into the music. And trust me, some, some of them have become successful. Do you know mm. what I mean? But you see that sponsor? I don't think any sponsor now will now be saying, do this music this way, do this music that way. That one, mm-hmm. it, it, it might happen in Nollywood, though. You yeah. understand? Tell the story this way and everything. That might happen in Nollywood, but not in music. Because for anybody to sponsor an artist now, they don't see saying, don't get uh, a bit of maybe street cred. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Follow yeah. Follow yeah. So my money now will probably clean him up more, make a, give a car, make with a roll, make, it, make, make a package up. You know, mm. that kind of thing. And it's working. <laughs> Funny enough, it's working. It is working in music. And it has gotten to a point where, ha, huh, I don't want to use any real, uh, and I'm not definitely saying this as if it's yahoo yahoo. So let me, mm. let, me, let me say something. In episode seven, I think, when I talked to uh, Tony Wakalo, mm. Tony Wakalo was the first guy that I know that got uh, 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 money, like yeah. investment from bank. To bank. invest mm-hmm. music, yeah, to invest in music. You see that same thing that Tony was doing. Instead of him focusing on the on the on the music, it, it, was, it wasn't like he didn't see the music, but he wanted to focus on how you package an artist so that you can be getting different different streams of income, like like uh, endorsements, product endorsement, yeah. brand endorsements, everything. That was him trying it then, and it did not work. Because the industry was not ready for it then, or maybe it was ready, but we just it, it just didn't click. Mm. It's the same thing that Yahoo boys now do. You understand? So they will now just invest in some artist packaging. Mm. So people say, if they say, okay, oh, artist uh, Mickey J, ah, that guy will sing that song. I'm just I'm using an example. Though. Mickey J will yeah. sing that song where they they listen to now. Mm. Tell him to come to the office. Maybe we can do some uh, work with him. Maybe to get him to perform at one of our shows. I'm talking about sponsor speaking now. So speaking yeah. now. If the guy carry you by a risk there, trust me, I, I'll tell you in my experience, I know how much they will beat for now. Mm. If the guy carry you by go, you understand? I know how much they will tell and say, if they get budget of one million to pay, that Mikey J. If it mm. come out from Uber, they will start the bidding from 250. Mm. <laughs> but mm. no, I they give you music industry one one. As it be, mm. but if Mickey so J enter, enter with 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 Range Rover mm. and when when gets one pickup of two policemen, we we first of all do grab enter the compound. <laughs> when they come upstairs, say Mickey J, Mickey J come on, he, he, he come down from car, yeah. bling bling everywhere, mm. you know all that kind of stuff. By the time Mickey J goes upstairs, or maybe while he's in the lift, they're looking at him like, ah, Omo, this guy, are you sure this one million that we have for him is going to be enough? Right. That's what, yeah, that's what they are doing now in the entertainment industry. So it's not the music, it's the packaging. Right. <clears throat> I listen to new music from new artists that nobody has seen, and trust me, it's as good as all this Bella Smoda, 
or uh, or like dips and anything. Mm-hmm. It is just the packaging. So what people are looking for now from sponsor or from investors now is just to package me where, yeah. So that when I enter somewhere, my bid my billing will change. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So I understand yeah. your question, or no? But it is not the same thing with the Nollywood. Nollywood, yeah. With, yeah. With music, they will let you do your music how you want to do it. Mm. Like, I'm not saying Naramali has anybody backing him. I'm just saying, like, if Naramali is the thing that is selling now, if Sopi is what everybody is listening to right now, I'm not mm. going to go and tell Naramali that, no, don't don't be singing about Sopi because people will think it. No, you let him do whatever he's doing. You just package mm. him well and know how to share the money so that anywhere you go, you mm. are speaking big money and you are collecting money. So that's the difference from Correct. Nollywood to, to music. Correct. It works. Correct. It works. Sponsor the work for music. Mm. Yeah. Correct. DJ Abbas. DJ Abbas. He's on mute. Mm. Oh, okay. It, it, Maybe he's doing something. Sorry, Ojere. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Mm. So I I I ask say what thing you feel say like now we uh Afrobeat they rise all over are they mm-hmm. tuning uh, radio for America that they play Bonaboy that they play whiskey. What can be the things where we get to look out for, like the pitfalls where you go for the artist side and for those of us where they promote the Afro beats with, you know, with our content and, uh, you know, playing it and letting everybody enjoy it. What can be the things where we need to watch out for so that we will continue to push this Afro beat to the next level? Now, if I talk to you from a UK standpoint, mm-hmm. um, genres have actually come and gone. Yes. Some genres have actually come. Like there was a time when um, Funky House, ah, mm. Funky House came on the back of Garage. Mm. Yeah, you don't forget. Yeah. Of course, now, of course. Huge, huge UK genres. Mm. They came, they disappeared. And I remember, if I use the UK example, in fact, Afrobeats became mainstream on. UK TV before it became mainstream, way after on UK radio. Mm. So when we when we because we I describe us as mainstream Afrobeats on TV when we started, we were we, we started break TV was where Afrobeats first exploded onto the UK scene through our show. Exactly, so not, on, not on, artists. on TV. Mm. So it was much later. And why did radio didn't give us a letting? I was speaking with D Money, um, no, not D Money. I was speaking with um oh, what's the name of this guy like Bamio. He's he lives in New York. America, America. Yeah, old school promoter, old school like that promoter promoter. He lives in New York. And he was saying back in the day, they would go to Hot 97 to pay. They would go to Hot 97 to pay to pay um them to, to play our music. They wouldn't play it back then. Back then, they would not play it. Mm. Now Back to um, Afrobeat, there was this radio, this big radio DJ on choice then. His name is Keith, his name is General something, his name skips my mind. And we had a, a Twitter spat back then. And he's saying, you know, that, okay, this, this was around 2005, 2006. He said, okay, that these Afrobeat people are making noise. Because at that time now, the band had had Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist was in the charts. We had Fuso DJ, who had kind of like gotten to number one with Arzonto. Um, Oliver Twist was being played at the at the New Year countdown at Trafalgar Square. There was a buzz. Mm. I'm talking back and, then. and at the Olympics as well. 
at the, at the 2012 London Olympics. So, you know, yeah. the guy was like, okay, we don't care, you know. But they said the same thing about garage, you know. And they said the same thing. And I told him, no, Afrobeats is different. Because at the time, all of them were still thinking, some of them were thinking it was a UK creation. I said, no, there are 200 million people somewhere in Africa where they're cooking this thing mm. regularly. So this is not a, a genre that has come out as a face. No, Afrobeats is not a face. You, I would liken Afrobeats to your R&B and R&B is not going to disappear. No matter, reggae is not going to disappear because it's not no longer music. It's a culture. Yeah, It has become a culture. And when we are talking Afrobeats, you see that other elements of the culture that also start to jump in your face is the fashion, is the food, is the dance. So it is not just the music. It is the, it is, does not become a culture. Cultures don't die. Cultures evolve. They don't die. Afrobeat is not going to die. You can take that to the back. The concern should not be what will kill it. The concern should be retaining ownership. Yeah. Ayo posted something on his page. Um, ironically, he shared something from an interview that Omale had on BBC. He shared it on his Facebook yes. on his, um, yeah. Instagram page. Yeah. yeah. And the presenter in that BBC <coughs> uh, program, Hard Talk, was talk, asking if yeah. he referenced. I was a quote I made. I said, look, Afrobeat is, is our gift to the world, but we must protect it. That we have to protect it. And she was asking Omale that, do you agree? Omale right? said yes. He said yes. But, he said, but I don't think it should be something that they can like, you know, that, uh, that we need to, that they can take from us. And I smiled. Because that's a young boy who doesn't understand the politics of music just yet. Yeah, and I understand. And I understand that. And I okay, keep doing your music. That's what you know how to do right now. But as he continues <laughs> to move up that ladder, he will understand it. You know, he can't. He doesn't understand it just yet. Really, no disrespect. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand it because if he understands what Aya was saying there, mm-hmm. we are not talking about a jacket that somebody can come and take off your neck and say, "Ah, no, 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 no." Yeah. The way the immune in our lifetime, you know, we have seen. A non, um, we have seen uh, just in this last Grammys, right? Yeah. Not be evolving the reggae, reggae. Not be, not be reggae. Now, mm. if you go and if you go and do a backstory of how that happened, mm. because that is what we don't do well as black people. Go and do yeah. the backstory. Go back a couple of generations. You will see when the Igbo people came in and said, okay, how can we make money from this thing? Mm. How did they start to bring all your Justin Bieber's and your Justin Timberlake into R and B, and then they tweak it, begin calling uh, small dance here or calling other music here. Mm-hmm. That is what the big players in the industry do. They don't care whether they say, "Okay, is it Afrobeat? Is what every is that what everybody is listening to right now? How can we plug our old people in?" And it takes a certain different type of intellect and wisdom to protect it. Now, a lot of protection. The, the my greatest concern for Afrobeat right now yeah. is like anything else that also has worked for us creatively, is for some reason, we look for validation outside of our shores. Mm. So mm, right now, yeah. everybody is either a Grammy or no awards, right? 
is either and performing the big I don't particularly shows. agree that it's validation want to win a Grammy. No. No, no, no. Let me tell you when it becomes... No, no. Let me tell you when it... Let me tell you when it becomes validation, Ayo. I will tell you at what the point... Now, just like we are talking about, you know, because the Grammy thing come, and Ayo and I have had this conversation a few times, and of mm-hmm. course, I don't have a problem with the Grammy. But it must not be to the detriment of the structure we should have back home. You look back home right now. All our big acts right now, the top ten acts. I'm not. I won't be surprised if the bulk of the money they make is outside of Nigeria. Yeah. Oh yes. They are making. Yes. They are making most of their money in systems that Nigeria has not built. That same artist, that same guy that will make money off Spotify, that will make money off streaming platforms, that will go abroad and do it. When he comes back to his own country. The system is not in place for him to get recompensed properly. Mm. In that sense, that's so. So while the great A acts can go around the whole world, the great B, C, D who are stuck in Nigeria, their dream is that abroad. I liken mm. this thing to the Premier League, right? Do you know in Africa, in for the last thirty years, Egyptian club side have probably won 25, 20 to twenty-five of the Champions League. Why is that? Or not African teams, basically. Why is that? They did not let their no home leagues die. The Egyptian mm-hmm. thing about 80% of the players playing their local league, but they kept the league alive. The highest paid um, Egyptian player is about 4 million pounds in Egypt. Yeah. Mm. But what did we do in Nigeria? Our league okay. died. I grew up watching the likes of IRCC, Rangers, Bender Insurance. Bender Insurance. All that league, yeah. it died. So our yeah. greatest players now are not, they are now all abroad. Yeah. Our super eagles team, the, um, the entire and the squad. Ones, and the, entire and the squad one that is abroad. The that are playing abroad. The, and the players that are playing here now, their ambition is to go and play abroad. Yeah. Now, and, and Exactly. And so you see where my problem is. Like, mm-hmm. And so, let me now abuse football. The same thing is happening in football. Our greatest footballers are not feeding off our system. Look at Nollywood now. They are looking for the Oscar Global Award. That is their dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. there seems to be a culture. So, which now brings me back to when I say we look for validation abroad. Because what is clear to see is that we do, at the structure back home is dead. If you do one song, go and ask the guy who did Jerusalem how much he made mm-hmm. in South Africa. Mm-hmm. One song. He can retire on that one song. Mm. And it's because the South African system, which is very similar to what's happening in America, the structure has made. Yes. Do you know how much DJs in South Africa earn? Do you know how much DJs in South Africa earn? Hmm. Black coffee. Black coffee. You know, black coffee just won the Grammy. Of course. So, my concern is not in the genre dying. My greater concern is when will the home source of this genre? Mm. be structured enough to be creating yeah. food for everybody in the ecosystem. That is why so we they don't, that they don't have to be looking out only. Abbas, that now, is why we need those executives you know, in Nigerian so people uh, in the high As we are talking right now, the mm. biggest awards in Nigeria for our music is going yeah. to happen in America this year. Yeah. The biggest Nigerian awards for music mm. this year is happening, it's happening in America. In America. It yeah. has been it's taken a, out of the structure. Uh, now, of the am, I yeah. going to blame, am I going to blame Ayurani Marshall? No. No. That is what, no. The, that is what the system has done. System to me. has done. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. 
I so see. my fear, my concern is not the genre die. The genre will thrive. Hmm. But we can we play, can we have control of a genre that is not surviving well in the home well country? We hmm. are just going to be producing hmm. these people, and all of them will be looking at America or UK. We see it has become a Nigerian mindset. It's yeah. part of the brain drain mindset. Set. Mm. Let me just break out in Nigeria and leave. So all the top Nigerian artists right now, they want to come to the UK. They want to come to Nigeria. You know, I remember there was a show. Um, um, at, um Tiwa Savage did something not too long about last sometime last year. Was it before the pandemic? She was hosted by YouTube, and I was there as a guest. Mm. And I asked her that if today she was a twenty-five-year-old Tiwa Savage. Because when she broke out, she felt she had to go to Nigeria to make it. So she, because mm. she lived in the UK, lived in the US, and she mm. decided at one point that, you know what, I need to go to Nigeria to make yeah. it. So I asked her two years ago that, so if you are now a 25-year-old Tiwan Savage in the UK, do you still feel the need that you have to go to Nigeria now? Again, mm. because if you look at guys like CK, CK's fame and success pretty much was actually off social media. Mm. You know, and I don't think he's been to Nigeria to do anything anytime soon. You know, in fact, he has built his career outside of that. Now we're having a new generation of this new, all them Rema. I don't even know the last time Rema went to Nigeria. Because mm. those boys now, they are, they are like kind of milking it, but go to their back end. They're either signed to UNG or signed to one major label. You know, yeah, they are being, yeah. they are, they are, they don't enter that system. Yeah. So we are back to the football system. Mm. We are back to the football system. You just nurture them in Nigeria when they make them come. Only America could make good money. So my fear, that is my fear. My fear is, when are we going to build a structure in Nigeria so that mm. those same boys, as they are any, look at all them Latino boys. Do you know what those Latino boys make? They don't leave Brazil. They, 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 they have not left their Brazil. They have not mm. left their Spain. But yeah. they are chatting in America. They go and do what they got to do. They come back. And they go back home. Because See. the system is still paying them. So I think that for that, that would be, that's a concern for me. We need to have a system that works in Nigeria. Uh, and a very valid concern. Thank you so much. Thank you Thank so you. much, uh, DJ Abbas. Thank you so much, Ayo. Uh, I know we will not just take on evening because if we sit down here now, so... Hello? Just continue, continue. Yeah, hello. Yeah, sorry. Um, um, sorry, so yeah, so I think that's that's a concern for me. Yes, mm. yes, thank you. Th- thank you, DJ Abbas. So I said make we know so that we will quick release on make we just go continue on a beautiful evening because we don't too stay for here. We won't quickly go through some questions where uh some of our sabination people, our listeners, where they sent to us, say make we ask Kuna because a lot of them think say we go do this thing live, you know, so that they go feel join, but we say no, say we go do I'm recorded and then them go listen. So okay. they send in their questions. Um I go so the way we go there do I'm say we just I go play out the questions. I get two audio questions and then Mazdi get I think uh, two or three uh questions where they send by text. So uh, we'll just make the answer to the question uh, brief. So make I find the first one. Make I find that first question and then play them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to just make reference to the Afrobeat program um, documentary we did on Netflix. First of all, I like commend the producers and the family and for bringing this 
producer has come down. Okay. My concern about the documentary now, first of all, the role of Alaba for the <laughs> maybe I like sleep the catcher industry. <laughs> A major, major hub for Nigerian music sales. And there are many, many artists they go those days to go sell their music. Okay, oh. so so basically, in question, I say. Uh, no too hype Alaba because Alaba and her back in the days. So for the uh, documentary, uh, so I yeah, yeah, I know you did. Uh, we yeah. did, but we touched mm-hmm. on it. You see, that's the thing. I, I actually actually did uh, a couple of interviews. So basically, what I wanted to do was to focus on Alaba. To the that was the one that led me to the whole boom play issue. You mm-hmm. understand? So, but you see. <laughs> Editing this thing down to even twelve episodes, yeah, it's like it's like it's it's a it's a it's a wall to climb. You understand? So what we can do instead of going into the Alaba system, because I'm making I'm making this documentary for the world. So for me to dive into Alaba, I just basically mention it as a place that is a hub. You know, so but if I actually go into the intricacies of how Alaba works. We in Nigeria might understand. In fact, some of you, some of us in Nigeria might not even understand because you just know Alaba as. But if I go too deep, I will lose a world audience. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. it was easy for me to do a, not a brush over, but mm. to say, okay, where you get music distribution used to be the, you know, and then I wrote it in the, you know, that kind of thing. So that it's, it's, it's educating people that don't know what Alaba is. They don't even know if it's a place or a building. You understand? Mm. So, like I said, I have to keep in mind that I'm making a documentary for the world as well. So, yeah. Let the people who don't know what Alaba is know that Alaba has, is at least a hub for music distribution. And then I carry on the story from there instead of spending time in Alaba because you, you know what I mean? I don't want yeah. to lose... You. you have to balance this thing so you don't want to lose your audience. You don't want to do it for so long that they think, I'm going to make fast forward. You get... They might yeah. not understand something, but as soon as mm-hmm. you come back to what they understand in their hand. So at least if you ask anybody now that has studied documentary, because some people are doing that, they are studying it. They know what Alaba is. It's called yeah. of music distribution in Nigeria. You know, okay. we have to balance it. I can't go too much into Alaba. Yeah. 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 Okay. Make I, make I play this other question. Okay. Good as you that one, you know, invite them for interview. But yeah, another one question where I get be said I never watch everything though. I never I think I watched about three episodes or so. Oh. The story about if they feel talk about okay, how hip hop and how Afrobeat and everything for, for North and all that, they, they cannot underestimate what happened for South South, like Benin, Wari, all those places. To them to contribute to Ram too. People there on the ground where they you know what? They were making music. They were trying to sell their own music. You know, they had these different styles and dance, and you know, so their own contribution. Okay, what about their contribution to the whole ecosystem? So I better enjoy your list of questions. Thank you. And I've been here. And I've been here. Weirdo. Weirdo. You see, she mentioned South South. Mm-hmm. You see that South South there. Eh? 
is the same thing I wanted to focus on from that reggae. And because the most type of music that comes from that South South is very dancehall, like them Timaya, mm-hmm. them Pato Rankin, you know, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we answered the question before, nobody everything we fit cover yeah. for this season. Yeah. But definitely for season two. So I think if they if they listen to this thing that's recorded, don't worry. Yeah. Season two is for is for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh Mazi, uh mm. just your questions, the questions where you get, uh, if they're similar to the ones where this other two, if you just skip and then just ask the ones where they say they free so that we go fit roundup. Mm, I don't oh. I don't I, I don't look the questions and to be honest, uh Hmm. Like Ayo and DJ Abbas don't answer the questions way like the, 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 the guy, yeah, the guy from Japan asked, you know, but um somebody, John Japan? yeah, somebody <laughs> from Japan, yeah. Mr. Japan, where's Mr. Japan one here? Japan by the name of Amadi questions and but in don't don't answer you know the question so no need to go back mm. there but mm. naomi naomi from canada a Ghanaian lady from where they, where they live for canada mm. through her question she said she says she don't watch the, she don't watch the documentary but her concern be say una no reach out to since una talk say afrobeats that from ghana from start so una no reach out to some other Ghanaian people like Samini, Sak, Kieme, Kwame, and Tic Tac VIP them to also get their own side of the story or the growth of Afrobeats from their own from Ghana. So, which we want to know what tune are thought they on that one? Uh-uh. We reach Ghana. We we go Ghana now. Yeah, I see Tic Tac. You see, it's, I the, you see, it's the same thing. Mm. We can't. Yeah, mm. we can't. Mm. We can't get to. I mean, I tried to get Sak. Sak was one of my. You know, and I spoke to him, but when I went to Ghana. Mm. The schedule, no, and I and I had a limited time in Ghana. You understand? Yeah. Because if it was Lagos, I, mean, I could sit and wait for him until it. But I can't go to Ghana and just be sitting down. In fact, mm. if I sit down for half a day, I don't do anything. I, I waste my time. So I don't plan mm. everything. But yeah, as Samini, in fact, she she she, she knew all the names. Samini, mm. uh, I, I tried to get a bra for as well. But we got Stone Boy, we got Tic Tac, we got you know yes. some other people, you know Bolare and all this. Bolare, Bolare, yeah. Based on based on this one, based on this season one, by the time we enter Ghana again, in fact, I will do interview. So they they will go they rush you. Last after one, they will come carry you. Yeah. So as we the round up, we go like Mekuna tell uh, Sabination waiting day in the pipeline. I know say Ayo, you don't mention uh, you don't mention season two. DJ Abbas, waiting day yeah, in the pipeline, and waiting, uh, yeah, waiting you they do, waiting be the things where we need to look out for. Say, oh, the DJ premium DJ Abbas, there is here again, new release coming up, and all those kind of things. Waiting be the things where una, they do now, and the things where we say we need to look out for, where all our subination, all our listeners need to look out for. Well, for DJ Abbas, we be household name for this, and uh, you can we say it with all sense of modesty. Um, Absolutely. Beyond DJ, beyond DJing, what my outfit also does, we run like a digital marketing company. And what we do mostly is just kind of like amplify what happens in the community. So I am very, very visible. I am very, very in connect with our community in the UK. 
on a, on a daily to a weekly basis. So not just the events I do, the events other people do that we consult for and help them put together and help them do stuff. Mm. Um, in the very, very near future, the big bang coming up is actually the Nigerian corner at the Notting Hill Carnival. Yes, so... Yeah, the Notting Hill Carnival... Can make we give them... I go talk at each one point, then you go drop the ball. But basically, the, uh, the, yeah, the, um, yeah. the carnival has been down for the last two years and because of the um, last three years because of the pandemic and it's coming back. And um, the mark of any good DJ is his timing. To speak with DJs that understand this game is about timing. And if I'm to use the word timing, the timing of the documentary couldn't be better. And the timing of this year's edition of the carnival cannot be better. Oh, yeah, Ayo, take the batting, continue. So after two years that we have not done the Nigerian corner at the Nottingham Carnival, we are coming back this year bigger and better. And the long, you know, the carnival is the longest running Nigerian event in the UK. We started it in 1986. So for the first time, in fact, not for the first time, from now on, that Nigerian corner is going to be known as the Afro Beats Corner at the Nottingham yes. Carnival, London. Yes, sir. So you're yes, sir. you hear it, you hear it here first because can, it's I, have, give, can I have some? Give us a horn or something from the studio. There. Where my shekere? go editor, mentor. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we are going to break the news tomorrow that's why we are giving it to you tonight so correct correct august 29 oh. august 29 monday august 29 in london at adela street <laughs> it's not, it's, it's, it's Adela, Adela. So, um, on behalf of, first of all, I want to thank um, Femi and uh, Mazi for letting me be a part of this um, exclusive field bonanza. Um, it's, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a pleasure. I, I, I thank you guys for for reaching out. I think, see, I believe when I watched, when I did watch this documentary, one of the two people where they think about Nafemi and Mazi say, oh my God, I can't wait to call them. We, we talk, we rub minds. Mm. So oh. what I would say, my appreciation, I want to show, and thank you, thank you for letting me have this uh, small moment here to show my gratitude to I DJ mean, Abbas. I mean, one girl's LF and to get And Ayo. What you guys have done here cannot be overstated. It's not possible. Here in the US, Thank you know, you. say, I love how uh, DJ, oh, I forget to say, I need to add Premier. We don't give you new name now. Premier. Premium. Premium. Yes. What do you not do here? Premier. And, and showstopper Ayo. <laughs> I don't do here, you know, stay sometimes uh, as uh, DJ Abbas talks, say, uh, what's it be the analogy again? We say, uh, UK, now John the Baptist, mm. America, now Jesus. Yeah, so. Humbly speaking, but 
watching this documentary, everybody, I'm talking about non-Nigerians, reached out to me, say, what? So it cannot be overstated and say, we are, taking in con- we are taking into our control the uh, narrative. narrative. Absolutely. I want to say too, I manage one uh, Afrobeat artist here, local artist here. He's Haitian, Haitian born, sings you know French music and English, but he's going into Afrobeats now. He's been doing Afrobeat for like the last two years. Every time you know, when I go follow and go studio, go say Peter Beg, give me small pigeon, make the be authentic. Come <laughs> back with this Abbas talk. Well, what do they talk about? Say the genre, how say not go die, mm. it, go, it go evolve. Of course. It will evolve. All the good work where the artists don't make. I guarantee you say season two. Now, now, now then go to rush you now. Because we would like to see all the touch Amen. points, all the highlights. The Amen. If I Tell You by Davido, the Ojo Elegbas before that. Those things are the high points. We hmm. start open. It, matter of fact, kicked in the door of Afrobeats as we know it today. And then, of course, <laughs> we don't see our guy. The giant himself, uh, Bernard Boy, don't don't finally just scatter ah, everything and enter. So now <laughs> Netflix now go the call. Yeah. Not be go to beg them anymore. Then be our prayer. And then the yeah. rushers. Yes, Thank so. you. Say you yes, give so. your you lend some of you know all of your touch right now and on the way up on your you know meteoric meteoric ride when I don't take now. Thank you. Say you. Come our platform to talk to our people for Sabi Nation. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time and being patient and being uh Oga. I salute. We salute now. We, we appreciate we, did, yeah, so, we, we appreciate to yeah. now. Yeah. We appreciate um, DJ Abbas and Big Bro yes. Ayo. <laughs> uh, like we talk for Bini. <laughs> Wawesi. Wawesi. Kakabo. Wawesi. Thank you very much. Sabination. Yes, sir. Sabination, I don't hear him. We don't bring two big giants enter this studio, but they can't tell us about, you know, everything will happen. Therefore, the the small things that they tell us regarding the production and everything about Afrobeats. Um, as they, they don't spend too much time, one leave, they make they go relax now, put their leg up. Like we say here in the UK, put your feet up and have a copper. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. So, so thank me, you me, so much. Migo, me, me let's yeah. do one more. Um, before okay. you go, I'm just going to go into the chat room now. Yeah. And I'm going to leave my number. I want us all to exchange numbers. Definitely. Absolutely. For us to Absolutely. carry this conversation going, we need to be in touch. Yes. Absolutely. You know, yes. a WhatsApp message no every problem. now and then. Yes. Whatever, you know, because yes. that is the only way. So I don't, I will make everybody put their number. Mookie just quickly save them for our different phones. <laughs> Make everybody type into chat. I go save everybody number. Me, I be on. I go begin to see stuff in my status. So at least you go know which would they do. Me, I go know which one I they do. Definitely. Correct. So if you have a if you have a mailing, if you have a WhatsApp, please add my number. So yes. at least I know when the episodes are coming out. Absolutely. And because that's another thing we don't do enough of, for example, as a people. Yes. We need to keep that connect, you know, yeah. keep that connect going. Going, yeah. Yeah. So when yeah. I want to come to America. I go know the people they arrest me there. I know the people I will come in, they come bail me. Meanwhile, make a quick make a quick drop this one, DJ Bass and Ayo. Pete, 
like you know, you know, getting on Afrobeat arts and uh, jollof and wine when they do. And Milton don't they talk one, you know, don't they talk one one leg, one one leg? Ain't got to bring and come to the UK. So mm-hmm. it's now you see the premium DJ Abbas because you could need yeah, music on that day. <laughs> you feel me? You could need music on that day. So I sit there now. We're gonna talk discount later. <laughs> <laughs> Just once you mention Sabi, Sabi Nation, thirty percent don't come on. Correct, <laughs> correct. Sabi Nation at the year round. Sabi Nation, <laughs> that one don't come on. Yes, sir. But thank you so much. More importantly, what we can do for you in the UK, you cannot yes. buy with money. Yes. Um, yes. Apart yes. from the fact that we can lend our name to it, and then all them little pitfalls that people that travel in to come and do stuff, the little mistakes. Trust mm-hmm. me, we can we can save you all of that one because you know yes. as this business, this music business, a very very funny one, oh, mm. you know, a very 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 funny one. And yeah. when anytime we, le- I've learned this. Anytime I go into a new territory, I always find out who are the people that are running things here. Yes, yes. that's the first thing yes. we always look for because there's yes. sabi pass as you can ever imagine. True. Yeah. Excuse, excuse the pun. So if yeah. you're coming to the UK, <laughs> no, no, if you're coming to the UK, trust me, you are safe. Name anybody for this time, will start be. If not, so at times, because at times you can come with seriously lofty ideas that are not ready for to be crystallized. Because a lot of people come to the UK and they're thinking they want to, you know, they want to do as organic and music, not yet. Mm, not yet. Me. Like that's your artist now. If you date time for this uh, uh, end of uh, August now, carnival. He has a plot at the carnival right there, right now. Right. That is something that the value of the carnival on stage of that carnival, that carnival ground has broken some of the biggest Nigerian acts alive. Mm. And let me let me just give you context. We know people that have gone to pay four thousand, five thousand pounds to be part of regular shows in the UK, mm-hmm. and then they come to our own show a month after, and we just because we don't charge people. Mm. Just come and it's like I, I pay five thousand for that freaking event where they there. Mm. <laughs> I, do, I do Nigerian corner. By the next day, my mom is calling me from Nigeria that they saw me on AIT. They saw me on, you know. So in terms of value, that's those are the things we at least we learn to friends, you know. Yeah. Because as we say, me I know my only word no they heaven on this earth. Why they my only word? <laughs> yes, when so, we yes. when we die, we will go see as heaven be. <laughs> so and our this relationships nine nine good determine how we all of us rise to get rise together. Awesome, awesome. So, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Yeah, and we I'm, thank you now. Sabination, now here we go draw the curtain. Uh, yeah. we thank all our listeners. Say una don't sit down. I know this episode long, but I know say so you know go fish skip one bit. Yes, Just sir. like as I take sit down, as I take sit down, watch twelve episodes <laughs> of this Afrobeat uh, backstory. Now, so now go still sit down, and listen to this whole episode as it be so. So, one thank uh, again, That's one thank yeah. Ayo and DJ Abbas, and we thank Pete. Pete, thank you for yes. stopping by. Pete, thank you. Sabi- uh, absolute Nation. pleasure. Thank you. Sab- yeah, Sabine Sean. Until we come again next week, make we continue to stay safe. One love. Yeah,